This is the audio podcast. It is show 157, Winter Mixland. It's the 22nd of December 2015, and we're back! Hey! (laughs) Hello! I'm Samuel Freeman. That is Scott Hewitt. This is the audio podcast. We haven't done this for ages, and, and we're doing it today. Last night was the shortest night of... No, the longest night of the year. That's what it was last night, making today... A little bit longer than yesterday, maybe the same length, but tomorrow will be longer. Anyway, we'll winter solstice, so we have some Christmassy themed news because we have current news and we have some older news and we have plunder <sighs> and we have no video feeds. And we both appear to be in the hangout as the audio podcast, as far as I can tell. So yeah. hopefully this does actually record. Who knows? <laughs> it was July the last time we were in a show. Um, why, why have we been gone? It doesn't really... It, it doesn't really matter, I guess. It's just we've well, you know, we all we but we all have other things to do, and for a while Sam was busy and Adam was around, but I was busy, and then I was busy and Adam was busy, and then it's you know the problem is, and then we decided that I was like, right, we're going to do one at Christmas, and we we'd love to say we're going to return in the new year, like it'd be awesome, but we we just can't guarantee that's the case. But you know, yeah. It's just what it is, isn't it? It is. The, the audio podcast exists because it's here and you're listening to it. Thank you for listening. Yeah, that's true. Thank you for listening. Well, we do have show notes. This is what we usually do at the beginning. Yeah, that's true. Yes, carry on. Um, and he would probably have told us that um, if you go to theaudiopodcast.co.uk slash show slash 157, then you'll get the notes that we are going to go through today. Links to the stories and a video embed of this recording and all that kind of thing. That is indeed the case. And I think let, let us take a moment to acknowledge the exceptional contribution that Adam Yanch made to the audio podcast over the, oh, you know, in the past. And we've been incredibly grateful for that. And we wish him all the best in everything. So there we go. Awesome. Is that okay? It is absolutely. Shall we get into what is current news? Current an news. arbitrary selection of it. Indeed so. So current news and then arbitrary collection of interesting things that would have been news but are too old to be classified as news but still we think are interesting. Yes. So right now, or yesterday actually, but depending on where you are in the world, I guess it could be considered now, but by the time you're listening to this, it will definitely be in the past. The PRS for Music and SoundCloud have reached a royalties collection agreement. Hmm. Hmm. Why hmm? Isn't that like, isn't that in some way good? Well, so so basically, PRS is going to do a royalties collection for SoundCloud, which means that SoundCloud now feel able to do, are talking about doing a subscription service and are talking about generating advertising revenues. And I think all of that, like, you know, SoundCloud looking for monetization options for their content creators. I think that's all great stuff. And, and just like, isn't, isn't the PRS like the organization that was designed, you know, like it's the thing that, it, it does a good job of collection, but isn't that like an old school model? And do we need to do, do they need to be there in the gap? Do, it, is, do it is interesting that in the, um, so the story that you've linked to, which is yeah, dated yesterday, um, it, 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 they've reached an agreement with PRS and MCPS. Now, those were the two organizations that used to exist, the Performing Rights Society and the Mechanical Copyright Society. So, yes. you know, the difference between playing a song that's been recorded or not and duplicating a recording of a song they merged it's now just the prs for music isn't it i, b- I believe so yes it used to be some sort of it's interesting that they're yeah 
there's the, the MCPS has a is is there a mechanical copyright generated when you stream something? Well, if, if, I'm, well I'm 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 not, I'm going to ignore that question, Sam. Okay, I'm good. Say, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to ignore that question. Great question. I'm sure somebody will email us an answer if they're really interested. You, now, I, I guess before we go on too far here, we should probably acknowledge that both Sam and myself have been recipients of uh, PRS for Music Foundation funding many years ago. So I've said that. Um, though I don't really feel that anybody's going to be like concerned about conflict of interest because as you've detected, I'm I'm not convinced. I don't really understand why the PRS for music needs to be involved in this process. And SoundCloud could just you know make the deals and then revenue out directly in the way they would do because you know P PRS take a cut of revenue that goes in. You know content rev creator revenue like you you know they collect it, they take a cut of the revenue and then they give it to you. So as SoundCloud already know who the all the people are i'm not sure how this you know why prs were needed in this deal but obviously maybe some cloud felt they were needed or maybe you know maybe they want to avoid the youtube situation where with youtube you have to kind of know that it's your stuff and then go find it and prove it's your stuff and this way i guess they're going to say well you know prs will kind of be all over it and they're going to find they're going to identify the stuff like they do with radio plays and then they're going to bill it and take the revenue out of it that way so maybe i don't know I, mean, I suppose there is a, as a creator, a there might be some incentive to put music on SoundCloud that you might not otherwise have done. If you have a PRS thing going on and stuff's yeah. going through other channels, you might keep it off of SoundCloud because it's an ambiguous outlet, whereas this makes it an official outlet or something. I don't know. Yeah. Ah, so you know i i don't know i, I was amused i, I was I, I read the story and i thought to myself why can't it was in i thought it was interesting that soundcloud felt they needed the prs deal in place to be able to do the advertising and revenue the the advertising and subscription service ideas that they're planning on rolling in 2016. and i was just like i wonder why they felt that was needed everybody else has rolled you know because soundcloud is generally full of original content creation isn't it like in the main i know it's not entirely but that's always been my kind of perception. You know, YouTube's where you go to listen to music that you normally would pay for. And SoundCloud <laughs> is where you go to hear new music that you wouldn't normally have ever heard that labels aren't interested in promoting anymore from a development point of view. And hence people put it on their SoundClouds and you, you go listen to a couple of tracks and then normally you can get kind of, you know, there'll be links off to places you can go buy the rest of it and stuff like that. That's always, I don't know. But that, y yes, but I, I agree with your kind of assessment of the way that SoundCloud is perhaps perceived, but it, that argument goes against what we've said a lot of times on the audio podcasts, which is about people should be paid for what they do. That's very true. You know, this way, by listening to something, you know that that listen has been counted by someone and could contribute to some kind of royalty payment eventually. I don't know. Oh, yeah. You know, fair enough, fair enough. I thought it was... I think, I think it's good. You know what I mean? I'm a big fan of SoundCloud. Always have been. I think if this is, may, maybe there is a technicality or they feel that this is, you know, going to be incredibly useful for them as a deal and hence it's possible. I can imagine now that any music that PRS have responsibility for collection of, they're probably going to be big advocates of SoundCloud now. And that's probably a good thing anyway. Like as, a, as, a, as an agency, they are very well linked into many labels. And you can imagine this would be a real, you know, yeah. SoundCloud or an online audio system which are playing by the rules and very well, in my opinion, are doing a very good job of what they do. 
and maybe maybe that's an important thing. You know what I mean? It's that, that, that's and the way that, the way that SoundCloud have written this up is very much that this isn't an end, an end in itself. It's kind of part, a piece in a puzzle. They're moving towards this monetization thing, and they've you know it goes alongside other agreements that they've got with other music licensing bodies. Mm. So mm. Oh, very good. Well, moving on for PRS Music and SoundCloud, our first of uh, what are, I guess, there's a few festive items going to appear in the next day uh, in, in this show. Um, the ghostly Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas. This is a New Scientist article, which is about auditory illusions. It's all it's about auditory illusions, which I love. And it's also about Black Midi, which is in, kind of almost, which is also a brilliant thing. So, yeah. So the story here is that somebody took a recording of um, Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas, presumably as an MP3 or something, threw it through analysis software, which spits out MIDI, therefore creating a dense MIDI file that can then be played back through general MIDI and sounds sort of like the entire mix of that their Christmas pop song. The illusion comes in in that when you listen to this MIDI rendition, you can you can hear the voice, you can hear the voice singing, or can you? That's that's the illusion. In, in yes, indeed, indeed so, indeed so. Yeah. So, because the point is obviously the playback is if you well, most of the examples of this you'll find are, is when people have done the playback through a MIDI system and recorded it as an audio file. So you are playing back an audio file, but you're playing back an audio file that's been recorded but from the MIDI synthesized elements. So there is no human voice involved, which is where when you then think, hey, I can hear a person singing this kind of, that's that, that's the illusion, isn't it? Now, I, I heard the, I heard the, I, I hear the voice. I hear the voice, I hear the words, um, but then I know the song really well because I play a lot of gigs over Christmas and it's obviously <laughs> a song that you would know really well if you do that kind of thing. Could you hear the voice, Sam? Not at first, but then later on I could. At first I was, you know, distracted by the whole thing. I was listening to it very technically, but then, then I started reading the story again, which linked to it. And at that point, I could, I wasn't, I wasn't listening so carefully to the individual things and let him. Yeah, I wasn't. I kind of knew what the trick would be because the analysis software is looking at all of the partials, and you know, as long as you've got appropriate formants, even though each of those formants is going to have additional harmonics because they're all being played on a piano sound, the yeah. fact that you've got that amplitude and frequency thing also because it's midi everything's quantized to 12 notes yeah so it's very and yet indeed yeah by the end i could hear it so yeah it, it seemed to me that your ability to hear the words hear, hear, hear the voice the singing is based largely on your knowledge of the song if you know the song you'll hear it almost like it like for everybody i played it to who i know knows the song well and heard heard the voice immediately for other people, they were like, oh, no, I don't I don't hear any kind of singing. And it was like, oh, well, if you don't, you know, so. But, hey, I guess I'm, that's, you know. I'm impressed that people don't know the song. I thought it was so, it's like, it's, it's like, there's a handful of Christmas songs out there that just, yeah. Maybe, yes. well, like you said, I, I applaud the people who don't know the song well enough to not be able to hear it. I think it's yeah. a great achievement. For, for those people who are in the world of uh, Max uh, or, or live life to the max, that would have been the nice linkage there. Then uh, Cycling 74 have released their uh, Max version 7.1, uh, which comes with a new package manager. So there's a, now a way of installing groups of patches and abstractions for reuse again. Yay for that. And also uh, Snapshots as well, which is really cool. There we go. 
it it is really cool. I'm I mean I have mixed feelings about this. I've not I've not tried seven point one yet, but I have had various various projects with Max Seven now, and um, yeah, okay, it's all. I'm I'm gonna play like the old man card and like be grumpy about it. it's not like it used to be. Yeah, I, I was I I was really upset. I'm I'm really upset by all the interface stuff. So as as a lot of people know, I most of my projects are still in five i am actually transitioning to seven that is that is something that's going to happen i'm going to i'm jumping six i was always going to jump six i was never going in six i've gone to seven and i have came to that realization that i now entirely rely on the fact that i can press like you know that i know the keyboard shortcuts and so i press like n and then start typing the name of the object i want and there was a moment where i was kind of doing a kind of a teaching exercise of somebody this was back in august i was doing like a kind of teaching thing and they were on seven and i was like oh wow it's like nothing is where it should be in terms of getting you know click here to go get this object and i you know but that, that's that's old that's old man issue here you know what i mean it was just you know it's not like it used to be you can the thing i haven't i need to dig into this a bit more maybe maybe someone could tell me the answer um but so the new palette bits around the edge of the patch Mm. Um, on they they're there on your old patches as well. You can switch them off with a keyboard shortcut. You can press and they disappear, and then you know those extra twenty pixels around the edge or whatever it is disappear. But it when I've I've a lot of old patches that have a lot of windows that open up and they all fit into mm. each other, and now they all overlap and it's all a bit messy. I have to switch them all off. Um, I find that a little bit frustrating. But again, it's just a a, a migration yeah. thing. Uh, there you go. Mo moving on, I'm sure of uh, SM58 fame have released a new series of microphones and interfaces. There we are. Motif series. Uh, they work on iOS, Mac, and PC. Something like th this will, you know, something that's happened in the last six months. You know, our last show, I think, was July, actually. It was July. But something that's really cool that's happened in the last couple of months. I don't know if you kind of noticed this or not, Sam. But there is now a huge number of interfaces that come with iOS and also Mac PC support. I, I've been looking for an interface for a for an iPad, for an iPad Mini, and I was I was like, oh, I wonder what kind of options are there. And I went looking briefly, and this was again in September, and I was shocked at the fact that there are now so many interfaces available that do all three. And I was greatly encouraged by that. Here's a set by Sure, they're available. You can find more details online. That's that's my level of interest in that. To be honest, I don't know if you have any sort of um, yeah, some. I mean, I, I, I'm, <laughs> moving on. I'm, I don't suggest we go back, but I just wanted to say I had like a whole, a whole I had a handful of interesting things to say that was actually about the seven point one release, but it, we just moaned and said, "I'm sorry, fine. Sam." I'm no, sorry. it's fine. I, I don't want to go back. I just wanted to acknowledge that I realized we didn't actually say anything really just then, but that's okay. That is kind of standard. On this, I was going to um, pick in and moan about. Um, some of the, the information that's readily available and what's not because these are digital like so it's a microphone but it's got a digital output goes onto usb it doesn't tell you what the sample rate is up front oh uh, i think they top out at 48 don't they i think with um i think i also tops out at 48. fair enough I, i've got as this is i'm now on, on another device getting to the second time that i've loaded up the thing and so I, I applaud you, Sam. You're doing you're doing a much better, you know, for for our listeners, you're doing a much more thorough job. Whereas I'm just pointing at things that they might be interested in looking at at some point in the future. That's cool. yeah. I'm just saying that's like a, I respect that. You know. <laughs> I'll, I'll try and I'll try and find we're we're finding sample right here. That's a, that's a relevant question if they offer it as an answer. Okay. Well, I've I've got as far as the um the what's it called the PDF 
I appear to Ooh, not have English. It's well, no, I think in terms of listener service right now, we're just um filling time while we try and find information that they could try and find themselves if they care. And it, and they say it's at CD quality and above, so you can definitely get 44.1. And you know, let's you know, it's something we've winched about before in the past, isn't it? And stuff like this, but we have to be honest about it, which is that let's face it, CD quality is largely in excess of what you need most of the time. Anyway, nowadays, isn't it? I, I know I, that's a controversial. Scott comes out with his controversial statement of today. Oh. But let's face it, you're going to produce whatever it is that you produce, and then you're going to kind of smash it into an MP3 or an AAC file, uh, you know, at some sort of resolution. And then at that point, you're back to, you know, you're, you're back to, well, you know, I mean, if, you, if you're recording at 96K, then, you you know, essentially you've just got a giant file to copy around now. Yeah, you know, I've actually I've got into the habit of I've been using Reaper quite a lot, and I've been in the past I would always bounce to WAV and then do whatever else afterwards, even with the stages. But I've been I've been bouncing, you know, works in progress, direct to MP3. Oh, in, in in the spirit of uh, producing music at a uh, producing music uh, for people to listen at formats that are lower quality than historically would have been available or currently are available. Um, it's nice to see that Tesco's uh, are now going to be stocking LPs in some stores. Have you seen any LPs in the Tesco's? Have you been in the Tesco's? Um, have I... no, I've not seen any MPs. L, 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 I've not seen any. I've not seen much in a Tesco. I may have been in a Tesco once or twice since this was announced. Yeah. I, I was in a giant Tesco doing some Christmas shopping last night, and I had no vinyl at all. So there you go. And this was like a massive, you know, like the kind of you know the twenty-four hour ones where you know you can like you know kind of wander around it for a day, sort of style. The kind of one where they bought all of the streets in a town centre and put a roof over it and called it Tesco. We, yeah, this this one is kind of in the kind of on the outskirts of an industrial park, but essentially, yes, that that is it. So and anyway, there you go. I, I guess it's kind of, you know, it, I guess it's an acknowledgement of the fact that vinyl is selling. At the same point, I can't imagine that many people who are buying vinyl are actually shopping in Tesco. That like, I just think it's a complete, you know, I, I think it's a ridiculous story. You know what I mean? I think people living in city centers who are buying vinyl, of which I am certain there is a large group of, they are not the people who are then driving out. They probably don't have cars to then, you know, they don't own cars. They're not driving to superstores out of town to do shopping in Tesco. It's just not working. Like, you know what I mean? But anyway, there we go. That's me. You know, it, it's good of us to whinge. I'm saying people may have missed our whinging and this is, this is great quality of it. So, if you're if you're buying vinyl and for some reason you you're in Tesco as well, then you'd find a, there would be a collection available to buy. Though obviously there is an infinite collection of it available to be delivered the next day online, which one suspects is what you're probably doing anyway. I suppose the kind of like interesting aspect of this story, from a historical point of view, is that Tesco is such a new seller of things in the grand scheme of things that it has never before now stocked lps whereas other people will have stocked lps in the past and then maybe stopped doing that stocked yeah. and stopped okay. um this is the first time that tesco have ever purchased lps for resale there we go yeah. Right. yeah. So we're, we're we're segueing into our new once once ever feature moment here or section at least which is to say that these are I, news items that would have been news items in shows had we done a show since July, and we've kind of left them in because we think they're like they're they're, they're maybe the 
important things that happened in our opinion or at least a summary of the important things that happened in our opinion um and that's so, so we wanted to just quickly talk about them anyway is that, is that a fair enough introduction do you feel so yes okay i'll take the first one which is that native instruments announced the the release of stem creator which was to go alongside their creator kind of their stems format which is a distribution for an, a new distribution format where you can distribute the stems of the mix and then bring them into other environments to, to, to use them in other ways. And I, I, I personally think that this could, if adopted, this could be an incredibly exciting kind of new distribution format for a whole variety of different uses and things like this. And, and I know there are other distribution formats and even in the multi-channel world, you could say something like 5.1 Dolby encoded is probably the best example of a mass market multi-file, you know, multi-stream kind of in terms of content on a, on a fixed media kind of thing format. And it's never really taken off in the music world for a whole variety of reasons. And stems could be a good choice. And, you know, with native instruments, they, you know, I, I think it's cool. So the fact that it exists, I thought was awesome. There you go. How about, uh, could you tell us about Roly? What was, what was of interest for you um, about Roly? I, I, okay, I will I will segue into that. Maybe we should say a little bit more about what the stem okay. is. Okay, if you want to. I was pushing this for time, that's all. I'm pushing oh, okay. Well, okay, so good thing about it is it's already using the standards, it wraps it in an MP4, you've still got the stereo thing in there, but the limit of it is that it's not an arbitrary number of stems that you could put in there, it's always four. You've got the stereo master and then you've got four stereo stems in there to play with. Cool. That's That is kind of like... And well, unlike something like 5.1, the assumption is that these stems are going to be used. This is a distribution format where they're, so it's come from Native Instruments, famous for Tractor, and they are expecting DJs to be taking these stems, files, these MP4 files, dropping them into Tractor, and then mixing, being able to, you know, mix elements of the music in and out. So it's creating, it's making interactive mixes kind of thing. Rather, whereas 5.1 is, is a finished master 5.1 five or six channel thing it's not something to do anything with other than playback yeah. whereas stems is something is, is a is more of a yeah more of a the segue is um is a visual one if you were to download the stems maker app from stems-music.com links available then you'll see that its logo is a kind of its icon on the desktop or whatever is kind of a black square with some horizontal colored lines now if you take those horizontal colored lines and rotate them 90 degrees so you have vertical colored lines and that creates the icon which you can get for the roly app which is new it's not in the notes but roly have this week released a ios app called noise which gives you a kind of touch version of their instruments of which seaboard grand we knew about and this old news story which eventually i've arrived at is the seaboard rise was released you probably know about it if you're listening to this or not how is that? that that's cool and it you know it, it's an example of the kind of a lot of the new interface work that's been happening over the last couple of years and into this more expressive developed more fluid kind of interface sort of stuff which which is cool like We've seen lots of interface work in terms of fader boxes and dials and things you can wave at cameras, but this is a physical object with a real musicality about it. And I think it's, I hope it's the beginning of what maybe is going to be a, a reinvention of musical instrumentation in the next couple of years. Maybe. Yep. Multi-dimensional controllers, they're calling it. Cool. It's like, they, they, yeah, Bitwig, we we didn't bother mentioning them, but they, they were quite pleased to be announcing full support for that in their updates recently. 
recently in the past few months. I don't know exactly when it was. But onward. On, on, onwards. Um, well, on, onward we go then. Um, I, I thought this was an interesting story from back in September. The in, in the UK at the moment, where you're currently dealing with the BBC Charter Review, this is um, the BBC is a publicly funded, uh, publicly funded broadcaster which receives its entire the vast majority of its well actually receives a portion of its income from license fee, which is um, imposed on anybody who wants to watch a TV in in the United Kingdom, and as a consequence, the government while isn't in charge of it theoretically has a significant say over what it does because that's in charge of they're in charge of how much money it has and they're having a review about what the BBC might do in the future and as part of that discussion there was a discussion as of, of a possible streaming service in the future there was. for music yeah which, which I thought was the most obvious thing in the world i've got to be honest with you i have i have been arguing this for years and years and years and nobody will ever listen which is fine but the solution to the bbc funding issue is the opposite is the same one as everything which is currently in place which is to say that you you essentially stream do an on-demand catch-up of the last week or something like that and then you give people the opportunity to pay for the back catalog and the like the bbc music back catalog is massive they recorded most of it themselves because you've got all the top of the pops, you know, live top of the pops, all the BBC live stuff. You've got all the, you know, all the performances that are done on the various different kind of variety and chat shows over the years. You know, I mean, there's a huge body of work where essentially the only thing they have to pay for is, you know, the, the kind of writers and the performance stuff. They own the mechanical, you know, they're going to own the actual mechanical copyright. And that'd be a cool, a really cool kind of thing to subscribe to. You know, it's like, hey, I can go back and watch any episode of Jules Holland ever. Like, and then any episode of Top of the Pops too, and any episode of Top of the Pops. And then, you know, you could even imagine a thing which allows you to go in and choose like a performance. You know, so like, instead of it being Top of the Pops too with a mix of stuff, you could actually go in and say, actually, I want to watch this performance of, you know, of this on this day and whatever, you know. It, it would be an incredible resource. And I'm sure if you were to push that out into the other back catalogue assets that the BBC has, it would be really exciting. But obviously, we're only interested in the music side. Just for, for oh, of course. But, um, yeah, they, it is in there as, like, something that's going to be in this report. It's, oh, it's, like, 100 pages long or something. And I think page 83, I can't get it to load right now, but something like that is the is the one that meant, discusses this kind of idea the most. But within that document, there's loads of statistics and stuff about what's changed in terms of usage. And, that. yeah, anyway, the thing I'm trying to get to is that there's a quote in there which is from the founder of netflix acknowledging that bbc iplayer was way ahead of the game in terms of on-demand streaming so bbc have already set precedent in terms of leading this field if yeah. that makes sense so it's not like they're saying this is a new thing let's do it they they're saying we're going to do more of this we're going to make it better probably in the ways that you've described yeah, that's, that's cool I, I, I like it a lot and then our final item of historical news for today is to, to acknowledge that while we are in a period of traditional festive celebration, if you happen to be celebrating a birthday, then from 2016 onwards, there's a good chance that you can uh, sing happy birthday and no longer have to worry about a copyright shakedown. <laughs> yes. Are you familiar with the um, content creator who goes by the name of Vihart? She I am not, no. Um, yeah. I've, I've linked some of her stuff in the past, so I haven't got a link, but the, she did a happy, happy birthday day <laughs> day video song where she discusses not only the fact the copyright issues around it and how they've 
how they resolve but the um the fact that as a piece of popular folky music like it's slightly to be like the most popular song and everyone knows it and yet it's not everyone tells us that oh, the common conception is that pop the popular things have to are simple in terms of um melody and time whereas this is a thing which is not in 4-4 it changes time as it goes along and yeah everybody gets it exactly right i can't remember it's been a while since i watched it because this isn't news news this isn't new news but it's yeah it's good awesome stuff well, as, as we work through the show notes, and I am I have to work pure enough to show us today, the show notes remind me that we're meant to, that we're perhaps meant to remind you that you can, uh, if you enjoy the audio podcast and you're not subscribed, then you can find us on iTunes, YouTube, G-Podder, and Stitcher. We have the world's least used uh, mailing list of all time, i.e. we're yet to ever send an email on it. But nonetheless, if you wanted to subscribe, we may one day send you an email. And with that, we're in plunder, maybe, do you think? I think so. We could Arg, plunder. Arg, indeed, yes. <laughs> Um, so there's a Christmas playlist. There's a tap, as in the audio podcast, Christmas playlist. This is quite exciting. I haven't, I've yet to listen to this, but I've seen that you've put this together, Scott. Yeah, yeah. So I, I if, if like me, you may have spent a substantial amount of December and a, and a quite a portion of November dealing with the, uh, the Christmas music onslaught. So this is a playlist of music designed to, uh, you know, to be a little bit different. So you're not going to find the all I want for Christmas is you here on this YouTube playlist. Rather, you're going to find such classics as I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. Mm. So, you know, just uh, just just something, a little treat, a little gift from us at the audio podcast to you. And um, writing the audio podcast Christmas playlist was just exhausting. And uh, I'm sure people have probably picked up on the fact that we refer to this colloquially uh, internally ourselves as TAP. So hence, I just thought I'd call it the TAP Christmas playlist. There you go. It's on YouTube. I'm sure over time people will delete the videos and the videos will get taken down. So, you know. But, so, you know. but maybe you're on the internet, you're online, and you, you do want some sort of like, you know, background beats perhaps. But oh, yeah. But would like to create it yourself. If only there was some way that you could do that in well, the browser. Sam well, Sam, there is an HTML 909 Rhythm Composer online, which is a great way to spend the holiday making a groove. <laughs> it works well on um, my iOS device thing, iPad Mini 2. Yeah, well, I say, well, it works. You have to, you know. Yeah. It, 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 it is a 909 clone built in the browser using HTML5 web audio, uh, web audio API and JavaScript and stuff like that. So it's a cool, it's a big, ambitious, cool project, and it works, and it's fun. There we go. Yeah. It works really well compared to the earliest, you know, when HTML5 was in its early days and people were doing audio stuff, you know, right from the beginning. Drum Machines is one of the things that's been there from the start. As a, This is... This probably is the best one of these I've seen. It sounds good. It works well. It, yeah. you know, it glitches occasionally, but like you'd expect that. <laughs> cool, Nisa. And uh, we've already talked about all I want for Christmas is you, and we have a little. Uh, there's a little YouTube mashup of all I want for Christmas is you in many, many different styles. Which is is uh, plunder appropriate? I felt it is. It's also an impressive performance. I, did the the lead vocal appears to have been done in a single i don't know if it really was but at least it's filmed as if it was done in a single take do you think it really was i'm i'm not I, maybe maybe i couldn't decide I mean, it's obviously layered up i think yeah it's good anyway i kind of expected this to be a mashup of cutting different edits of videos the um the poster was mm. 10 second songs or something is that what the user's call 10 second songs is the name of the person well it's the the user account name their actual name is something different 
I gave up trying to load it. Um, yeah. yeah. There we go. Talk, talking about uh, recordings, um, recordings of many different styles. The UCSB uh, archive of gathered, gathered cylinder recordings from the late 1800s onwards is available. Is 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 a resource. It's online. Like you can actually go listen to like famous long dead people on cylinders on the internet. Like yep. It's before the cool. LP became the de facto thing, still available now available in Tesco somewhere. Um, is yeah, cylinders was the was the way it sounds recorded. And one of my favorite things that I learned from Adam Yanch is that so whereas we associate recorded music with repeatability like it's been recorded and you can listen to the same performance again and again with cylinders because there's no way of mass producing it in the same way as you can with vinyl where you can make a mold and stamp it onto something else each cylinder was a recording of a live record live performance and so if they were mass producing cylinders they were mass recording it every new cylinder was a new performance of the same song apparently i mean there may be more to it than that but that's yeah cool <laughs> awesome and then our final item of plunder there we go the final item of plunder um i i, I love these kind of features in software so i thought it'd be kind of fun but there is a way in um max yeah you know, so again back to back to max and max 7 here now um has a has always had a way of crashing it uh, deliberately inside it and um, but there is a segment 74 have a blog post talking about the new recovery system inside max so the fact that you can like if max crashes it actually tends to recover with the file saved as if it you know you don't but tend to lose work somewhere. The option now because it's because of the way they've implemented the undo history if it crashes when you restart it it recognizes that it did crash and then it will offer to recreate the state of your patch based on the history the undo history and the same yeah. Yes. Which is cool, and it's also kind of fun that there's a blog post which tells you how to make it crash as well, which is kind of fun as well. Well, yeah, that's that's always been there. You just yeah send the you send crash, don't you? That's it. Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah, but, was it uh, the relaunch? So, was it within that? Was it within the same post I read recently? Was it with the relaunch? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there's yeah. been some other stuff recently yeah. about that as well. There's a there's a feature not in maybe in. I'm not sure actually. Maybe it's in there as well. But there is a new uh, feature inside them. It's actually a Max 7.1 feature, isn't it? That's what it is. It's one of the features we didn't talk about, where you can now make it so it automatically restarts if it crash, if it does an automatic restart now for installation work. I so you can stay at the start of the day, restart the whole patch. Sort of thing. Which, if, yeah, if you've got a patch that kind of, it's, it's quite easy to make a patch that starts off fine and then two hours later grinds to a halt. Yeah. And now you can just have it automatically restart. That's cool. I. I Anyway, that's, I'm going to stop. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, with that, we've actually, we've, we've made it. We've made it through the news. We made it through the historical news. We've made it all the way through the plunder as well. So good work, Cuz. Very, very happy about that. Don't forget, if, you, um, you know, if you're listening to the audio podcast, then you can subscribe to us. Um, you can find out about that. All the show notes and everything is at theaudiopodcast.co.uk. You can find us on the various social media sites as well. On email as well, we're kind of, you know, we are, we are, I think we're grumpy old men. We still do emails, don't we? Let's face it. That's like, you know, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of email. That's kind of historical, you know, <laughs> such as it as well. We, in all seriousness to our, to our listeners, um, we, there, there was a big moment. We had a big drive, didn't we? To say, let's have a show at the end of 20, let's get a 20, end of 2015 show in which is what we've done. So this is here, like this show will be in the feeds and it will arrive and that's great. Is the audio podcast continuing onwards? 
we we just don't know, do we? Like, I don't think we've made a decision. I don't think have we? I think if if I think yeah. If if we got a whole load of people saying please do another show, then that probably is helpful, isn't it? Do you think? Yes. Yeah, I, I think it probably is. But even if a whole load of people contact us and say do another show, we may not actually do another show. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just a reality of these things, isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Feels like we're having the great. This is the beauty of podcast format, isn't it? Because if you, you know, if you don't want to listen to us mull this over, then you've obviously stopped listening by now, or you can hit stop right now. And your player so, will recognise that you got to the, near enough the end of the show, yeah. that the show is complete now. And, and you can kind of do that, isn't it, I guess? Because, you know, it's, it's just one of these things. It's tough for us to find time. But at the same point, I think we generally enjoy doing it. It's Some weeks it's hard work getting content. But at the same point, it's very useful for us professionally to have the current news content in mind all the time. So, you know, it's it's always been the way it is. It's like, you know. I think it's probably worth admitting to listeners who've made it this far into the end that um, really we want to give you better than this. We Although... Yes. It's called the audio podcast. We're talking about audio technology and technique, and yet we put very little effort into the audio production of this here podcast. We just record it and publish it. That that is true. We and we would like to make it a lot better, wouldn't we? And we've many many times talked about making it a lot better. And normally, what happens actually is we talk about making it a lot better, and then the pressure of making it a lot better grinds us to a halt. <laughs> And then we don't do anything for months. And then we're like, right, we got to do something. So we do it. And then we just chuck it on. And then for a few months, we're just kind of keep some momentum going and then decide we want to make it better and then grind to a halt. That is, that is the cycle. We've done that cycle many times. Uh, but this is there, there we go. Anyway, you know what? This has been the audio podcast show 157, the winner mixed land. Um, I, I am Scott here, and I've had an absolute blast recording this. I hope you found it interesting. And if we never return, then accept my apologies if you're heartbroken over that. If we do return, then I hope you'll be as glad as we are that we returned again, as always. Sam, um, I would like to say it's been great recording the audio podcast with you over these last few years. In case this is the last ever last ever one, then I want it to be. I, I want that marker there. I want to acknowledge it's been a great pleasure chatting with you. Um, it's been a great pleasure for Adam Yanch. I'm going to miss somebody here, but Scott McLaughlin, Alex Harker, Sam Burkhead. How am I doing? Doing good. We've had lots of one-off guests, maybe like double guests, all the interviews we've done. Um, yeah. Yeah, a couple of springs behind, but if we start listing them, then we'll definitely forget people. We definitely miss people. I think we got all of our repeated co-guests, co-presenters there in our list, which was nice. So it's been, you know, I mean, it's been a great pleasure to, to do that as well. So, there you go. Okay, um, that was that was a long thing. That, that after you said your name, but I'm going to say my name in it. I'm Samuel Freeman, and yes, ditto to all that. I reckon we'll be back there. I don't. I can't imagine we'd stop at one five seven. It's not a round number. <laughs> that sounds like we're coming back, guys. But you never know. Uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Bye.